Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are listening to this podcast. I hope it is good for you. Welcome in to the second episode of Future Brew, Michigan football and basketball recruiting podcast here on Maize and Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon. I'll be your host today. Joining me is my partner in crime, John Simmons. John, how are you doing today? Uh, doing great. Football season started, and uh, maybe just as importantly, the recruiting dead period's over. So, doubly excited this morning. Exactly. It's good to have football back. It was a good atmosphere at the big house this past Saturday, other than the people directly behind me rooting for McCaffrey to go into the game after every screw-up that Shea Patterson had. Nonetheless, it was a good recruiting weekend for Michigan. They had quite a bit of targets on campus for the Middle Tennessee State game, and they will continue to have big-time targets on campus this fall. But let's just go through uh, just the guys that came to campus this weekend. Uh, John, who do you think are some of those big-time guys that came to campus? I, I know that we've we've talked about Brennan Rice ad nauseum at this point. <laughs> I don't think we really need to bring him up today. Yeah. Didn't, didn't see the commitment out of him that, that we kind of both thought was going to happen, but maybe that's coming in the near future. But who are a couple guys that really stand out to you that visited Michigan, visited uh, the big house for the game this past weekend? Yeah, this happens every time <clears throat> that I write a recruiting visitors list um, for Maze and Brew, but as soon as I publish it, more and more names 
come out and announce they're visiting. So there um, were some few interesting ones that popped up at the game on Saturday, including a bunch of 2021 uh, touted offensive linemen. Um, start off, the biggest one is probably Greg Crippen, who is a four-star uh, guard who is currently committed to Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, but he showed up on campus. Uh, he's originally from Milton Academy in Massachusetts, which is where the school where Kalel Mullings also plays for. But he uh, transferred to IMG last season, so he's playing down in Florida. Um, but it was a bit of a surprise to see him on campus. And certainly when you get a prospect who's committed to another school um, up, up for a visit, that usually means that something significant is going on. So he's definitely someone to look out for. Um, they also had Tristan Lee, the uh, <clears throat> four-star tackle from Virginia. Um, currently, he has a crystal ball right now for Virginia Tech, but they're pretty much a mess right now in recruiting. There's a lot of consternation among Virginia Tech fans about how Justin Fuente has been uh, recruiting down there. So I think Michigan should feel good about uh, any any recruit that they're going after that Virginia Tech is the main contender. Um, and then the third in this trio of guys that popped up after is uh, Rashad Benny, the in-state uh, tackle from Oak Park, um, also a four-star. He, after his visit, he said Michigan's right up there with Georgia, Purdue, and LSU. Um, and, but he has offers from everyone, Ohio State, Iowa, which is good for alignment, Auburn. Um, so he'll be – he's just one of another uh, talented guy and a huge crop of 2021 Michigan linemen. Yeah, most certainly. They had quite a bit of pretty talented offensive linemen at the big house this past Saturday. I want to talk about Greg Crippen real quick. Like you said, he's been a Notre Dame commit uh, for quite a quite a long time now, since March. Seemed like he was kind of shutting everything down. Hadn't really talked about a whole lot on social media. Haven't really seen a whole lot of other articles written about him as well. But to get him on campus is somewhat significant just considering that he's been committed to Notre Dame since March and Notre Dame has, you know, had a good run of offensive linemen taken in the NFL draft and just the history that they've had of having good offensive linemen. It's it's good to see uh, Greg Crippen get on campus. I, I didn't think that Michigan would really be a factor for him whatsoever, but yeah, like you said, he'll be, he'll be playing his senior season uh, down or junior and senior season down at IMG Academy in Florida. And then Tristan Lee, another guy that you had mentioned, 6'5", 265 pounds. I actually talked with him a couple days ago. He said the visit went really well. He had a great time. The one thing that stood out to him was the energy coming from the stadium. He was able to talk with Ed Warner for a little bit. Ed Warner apparently told him that he liked his uh, his film a lot. The relationship that they have is still relatively new, but he said that it was pretty good. It's still growing. He does plan on visiting again at some point in the near future. He doesn't know exactly when. A couple schools to watch out for here, including Virginia Tech, even though, like you said, they are a mess. He's talking with Penn State quite a bit. He's talking with LSU, and he's talking with Bama as well. And he said that the thing that he's mainly looking for in a school is just the best situation for him and his family. He, and I asked him to reiterate that, you know, what that really means. And he says, I'm not really sure yet, to be honest. So you got a lot of honesty coming from the kid. Uh, but yeah, he, he went there with uh, with his family. His mom was there as well. Seems like a really good kid. Yeah. 
So it, it would be interesting to see, especially with all of the in-state offensive linemen in this 2021 class, it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan and Ed Warner really attack that position in this recruiting class. And kind of just going into that in-state guy that you had already mentioned, Rayshon Benny, Oak Park kid. Michigan doesn't really have a great history of recruiting Oak Park kids. If you haven't noticed, especially if you've been monitoring recruiting over the past few years or so, but this is one that I think that they will have a legitimate shot with just considering the fact that Michigan is really building the standard for offensive linemen again, kind of like they had back in the 90s. I think that they'll have a shot with pretty much any offensive lineman that they want to go after in this recruiting class, especially in-state, and there's quite a bit of them in-state. Yeah, you bring up a good point about the the balancing the in-state linemen versus out-of-state because the 2021 class, you could fill a, a, a pretty good class just from people from Michigan. There's five guys um, that are listed as four stars or better right now, and Michigan's in a good uh, spot with pretty much all of them. They've already got Giovanni El Hadi um, committed, and he was on campus this Saturday. And then they've still got like 100% crystal balls for three stars, like Caleb Tiernan. And uh, Terrence Enos is another guy who's a three star, but is considering Michigan highly. So it'll be interesting to see how they, how far they branch out searching for linemen in this class. Definitely, it's it's one of the positions that I find very interesting in this class, considering how many guys that they took in 2019 the guys that they're taking in 2020 it'll really be interesting to see how many guys they take in 2021 especially in state but another guy that visited the big house this past weekend another guy from the 2021 class Jamari Budden he's an outside linebacker he's also in state he's from Belleville he's a real big kid for being a junior he's 6'2 193 pounds one guy that Don Brown really loves thus far in the recruiting process. He's got a couple crystal balls to Michigan already. A few pretty good schools going to be fighting for his services as well. Um, He's got offers from Penn State already. He's got one from Michigan State. Florida State offered him as well. Kentucky, just to name a few of those guys. And I, I spoke with Jamari as well. He said that the visit was amazing and uh, that he hasn't seen anything better yet. So uh, to to get that kind of reaction from a kid in the 2021 class, especially a kid that is right in your backyard, that's uh, that, that's pretty important. Uh, considering that he won't be signing for quite a while, so to get to get that kind of reaction so early, that that's pretty that's pretty big. Yeah, Belleville's been another school, kind of like Oak Park, where it's been a bit difficult uh, for Michigan, given the, the Devonte Dobbs and uh, Julian Barnett fiasco and. 2019, but they do have Andre Seldon um, committed right now from Belleville. So, and he's obviously one of the best peer recruiters in the class right now. So, I think that'll be great. And I think Button has mentioned that Seldon's always in his ear, um, you know, talking Michigan up. So, I think Michigan's in a really good spot for Button right yeah, now. Yeah, I would I would say so as well. Just considering that fact, Andre Seldon being a big time recruiter in the class of 2020, there are a couple really big-time recruiters for Michigan in that 2020 class, Andre probably being, being one of the top guys. But I think there were a couple commits that visited this weekend that could be pretty important moving forward. Makari Page and Cornell Wheeler, 
their teammates in West Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't know by now, Michigan's going after one of the top running backs in the country in 2021. And he just so happens to play with Makari Page and Cornell Wheeler. Donovan Edwards, he's one of their top running back recruits in the 2021 class. And just getting those guys on campus, just to have them go back to school, talk with Donovan and say, hey, I had a really good time at this Michigan game. The defense looked uh, pretty good, despite the fact that the turnovers kind of put them in bad positions and they gave up more points than most people were expecting. I I think that would bode uh, bode pretty well for Michigan, considering that uh, Donovan's got some pretty good offers so far, including Michigan. But to have those teammates in your ear constantly that are already committed to Michigan, that's got to play some somewhat of a factor you would think right John yeah definitely I think that's what Michigan's going for trying to get these commits in state because it only helps kind of compound your uh, recruiting prowess like nearby what having recruits in these schools who are committed and then passing along the information you know to their younger teammates and kind of keeping those pipelines going you see it in schools like Cast Tech, Michigan's been getting nabbing the best talent out of there for years and things like that. So um, it's definitely a good strategy to have in in a class like 2021 when there's so much talent. Um, it's a good place to start. Most certainly. And one guy I, I, I want to transition to our next topic here, unless you have somebody else that you'd want to talk about uh, that actually visited. Uh, one, yeah, one last guy yeah. that was on campus was uh, Andrew Anthony the three-star wide receiver from uh, East Lansing. Um, And obviously, given where he's from, it's going to be a Michigan-Michigan State battle. But uh, Michigan's been able to pull out front, I think, right now. Um, But it'll definitely be, I think, one that goes down to the wire a bit. And um, hopefully Michigan can pull off a recruitment like Brandon Johns and on the basketball side and nab a kid right from the Spartans' uh, backyard there. Yeah, and Andrell's a guy that I've spoken with in the past as well. I, I reached out to him after this weekend, haven't heard back from him yet. I can certainly understand because school's just kicking off here. But but he, he visited for, for the barbecue at the big house this past summer. He also visited Michigan State for their game on Friday and then went right to Ann Arbor for the game on Saturday. So like you said, it's definitely going to be one of those classic in-state battles, Michigan-Michigan State for this kid. You would think that with him being from East Lansing and, and Michigan State's neck of the woods that that they would have the advantage, but but it really seems that, that he's open-minded to this entire process. He, he's interested in Ohio State as well as Notre Dame. Uh, so he, he's got some pretty good offers uh, early on in the recruiting process as well, and he, he seems like one that it, it could could take a little while to, to get a commitment from. He seems very open-minded to everything. So that that would be another big recruiting win for Michigan to to steal him away from your rival and then also get a talented uh, six foot two wide receiver in the process as well. So that that'll be an interesting one to monitor as the year and season goes on. But like I said, let's let's uh, switch gears here. There was one player that we were all anticipating visiting the big house this past weekend, but he had a uh, had to change his plans last second, and that's Theo Johnson. We talked about him briefly on the last podcast. He's 2020 class, four-star tight end from Windsor, Ontario. Really talented guy. He's everything that you could possibly want in a tight end. Good at route running, 
good at catching. Like I said last week, haven't really been able to see the the film on the blocking end of things as well. But but he was originally going to com- uh, uh, visit this weekend. Didn't end up happening. I think he had some some plans with his families that or with his family that made him change things. But but he released his his upcoming visit plans for the season. And good news for Michigan, he'll be visiting not too far away next month. Uh, he's going to be visiting for the Notre Dame game. And, and I believe that he wants to make a final decision in late October, early November. So he'll he'll have some time after that Notre Dame visit to process everything and, and make a final decision. So, John, where do you think Michigan stands in this recruitment right now, and do you like their chances? Uh, yeah, I think the canceling the visit was kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, his parents like had to go out of town or something, which kind of reminds you that these are still high school kids. They have oh, normal lives that interact with them. Like not, not everything that they do is some sort of sign towards their interest in a school or something like that. It could just be they want to hang out with their friends or their parents won't let them go or something like that. Um, but given, I think his visit schedule kind of sets up nicely for Michigan here given that he wants to visit at, or make a decision at the end of October and Michigan gets the last visit um, on the October 26th and 27th. So you always like getting the last visit for a prospect before the decision and getting keeping that good vibes in his head uh, about that school. And also he's visiting Penn State for the whiteout game the week before, which is uh, against Michigan, so he'll be able to see them two weeks in a row. And if Michigan can pull off the win um, in back-to-back weeks, I think the Wolverines are going to be hard to beat. But we obviously have to get to that point, and it's going to be uh, definitely a tough uh, ride to hang on to with uh, the Georgia official, um, Miami official, which was kind of interesting because he hadn't really included Miami in any of his top four groups lately and so that's a bit of a surprise to see them on there and then the Iowa one which he's going back to after he's already taken his took an official in uh June yeah that that Miami official really did come out of nowhere I wasn't expecting to see that happen at all because everything was pointing toward Michigan pointing toward Penn State and then Iowa and Georgia as well that Georgia official coming pretty early on in just a few weeks that's when they play Notre Dame that Miami official, they'll be taking on Virginia Tech. So no real big-time threats there. Um, kind of curious as to what made him decide that. Maybe he just wants a, a nice weather weekend in Miami that that weekend. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't pass that up. That sounds pretty nice, honestly. Early October visit to Miami. Wish I could do that. But um, Iowa, he'll be visiting unofficially. That'll be for their game against Penn State as well. So he'll be able to see Penn State up close in action two weeks in a row. And then he'll take his official to Penn State in which they play Michigan. And then his unofficial visit once again to the big house. So he'll see Penn State twice or two weeks in a row and then Michigan two weeks in a row, uh, which really goes back to what we were saying all along that this is really looking like a Penn State Michigan battle. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out and how Penn State's season plays out, how Michigan's season plays out, because I really do think that at the end of the day, you know, if these teams don't live up to expectations, or if one team lives up to expectation, one team doesn't, 
that that might be what tips the scale a little bit here, John. Yeah, definitely. I think there's also some optimism out of Georgia, um, but it's kind of hard to tell. They're just basically used to getting every recruit that they're in on right now. So I'm not sure that they're going to, I'm not sure how serious that optimism is and if it actually uh, pretends something, but I think, I still think it's going to be, end up being Penn State or Michigan here. And like you said, it's going to end up on those, how they would perform up in that, up until that point in the season. And if Penn State's going to Iowa, we know what can happen in Kinnick. So hopefully he uh, gets to see a nice upset there. Yeah, well, he uh, he he may get that. Iowa almost upset Penn State at Kinnick Stadium a couple years ago. If you remember, right. Penn State had to win on that final play that was Josh Gaddis's lone play call before coming to Michigan. So we'll be interesting to see. But I, I also find it pretty pretty vital that Michigan can still hang on to that official visit. This one in October for him for the Notre Dame game is an unofficial. So if they want to bring him back on their own dime, they can do so. Being able to get him back multiple times in the season would be something that would be a, a welcome sign for, for the Maize and Blue. Maybe get him back for the Michigan State game. Maybe get him back for the Ohio State game. If anything changes, uh, that that would be pretty important as well to be able to get him back on campus one final time before he makes a decision, even if it's just right up leading up right up to signing day. If he so chooses to sign in December, to be able to get him on campus, maybe for one of their bye weeks. If they don't make it to the Big Ten championship, they can get him in on that weekend. Maybe the weekend pro- after that, if they do make the Big Ten championship, would be would be pretty important for Sharon Moore, Jim Harbaugh, to uh, really get Michigan on his mind one final time before making a decision. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not taking officials a good good sign because he's also already visited plenty of times over the winter and spring. He was on their, their June recruiting weekend. None of them have been officials yet. So, yeah, always having that in your back pocket is definitely a good uh, kind of card to be able to play late in the process. Most certainly. So, we will see how all of this unfolds. We'll see how that Georgia official goes in a couple of weeks, and, and we'll we'll definitely monitor this recruitment as it unfolds, and we'll bring you all the latest news and updates on the pod and on mazeandbrew.com. But for now, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with more recruiting news. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome back. We're going to still talk about some Michigan football recruiting here to end our podcast today. Obviously, on September 1st, it was the first day that coaches around the country could contact players in the 2021 class. The recruiting dead period is finally over, like John alluded to earlier in the pod. Good for these guys to be able to contact recruits in the 2021 class. It's going to be a very important class, I feel, especially for the Michigan Michigan football. There are a lot of guys, like we had already talked about, in their backyard in the in, in state of Michigan that they'll be able to really go after. A lot of talented guys on the offensive line, a lot of talented skill players as well. But they were able to contact them, like I said, on September 1st at midnight. John, I want to ask you real quick, if you were Jim Harbaugh, and the clock is ticking, midnight strikes, it's September 1st, you pick up your phone, who's going to be that first recruit in the 2021 class that you dial and say, hey, this is Jim Harbaugh, we're recruiting you? Who would be that first guy? Yeah, it's definitely a tough decision. Uh, I like to picture all the coaches around the, the table waiting for that clock to strike and dialing their phones. Um, but I think that he shouldn't have gone too far away from home and pick up the phone and call uh, Rocco Spindler um, in Clarkston, the uh, high four-star top 50 player um, who can play either side of the ball on the offensive or defensive line. I think they're recruiting him as a guard right now. Um, but if, like we said, they could pick up plenty of offensive line talent, they might move him to defensive tackle late in the cycle. Who knows? But I think uh, you should go for it with a, uh, Spindler, who's a Michigan legacy, and I think one of the clear top targets on their board. Yeah, he's definitely probably number one in state for them. He's he's a big-time talent on the offensive and defensive line, but like you said, they're recruiting him for the guard position. He He's, he's important uh, for Garrett Dillinger as well, his teammate, also along mm-hmm. the offensive line, can also play defensive line. It'll be interesting to see if they get both of those guys on campus, what they end up where they end up putting those two. I'm going to go in a different direction, though. And and I'm kind of a little surprised to say this, because when I first had thought about this question, I didn't really expect this guy to come to mind. But I think J.J. McCarthy would be my first call. <laughs> Even though he's already committed, he's already full mm-hmm. blue, he rocks Michigan gear everywhere he goes. He's recruiting for Michigan. He's been recruiting for Michigan probably since the day that he committed back in May. But he's as vital of a piece of this class as anybody will. Just to get him on the phone and say, hey, just because you're committed doesn't mean we're still recruiting you. We still love you. We still want to talk to you. Maybe lay out a a plan of guys that, that they want J.J. to go after for Michigan, to slide into their DMs, to tweet at them to call them, to text them, do whatever J.J. needs to do to get these guys on board. I I think calling J.J. McCarthy, although it it, it may be not the first guy to pop into people's minds, especially with all these 
five stars and high four stars that Michigan's going after in this class. Mm-hmm. I, I would give JJ a call. I, I'd give him a call first, and and I don't know how you feel about that, but but uh, that that would be the first call that I'd make. Yeah, if you follow uh, any recruits on Twitter or anything like that, which I'm not sure you would unless you have a job like ours, <laughs> but you'll notice uh, over the weekend is when all these guys are you know posting those graphics of teams uh, that that are showing them love, and it's why that's why because of the. Um, the dead period's over, so every team can send out those uh, things to the players. And I believe JJ did tweet one out of the kind of the back of the Michigan jersey graphic that they use. So they definitely did not forget about him and definitely uh, kept him in mind, sent him some love. So they're definitely in contact with him for sure. Yeah, and it's good. It's going to be important for them to to hold on to him being a a top quarterback, five star quarterback in the class. And, and such a such an ambassador for the Wolverines, he, mm-hmm. he he by himself could reel in a few guys for Michigan. Ryan Linthicum, I know, is really close with him. Um, Ryan Keeler, defensive end that plays with him at uh, Nazareth Academy in Illinois. Some of these guys alone could just commit to Michigan just because of JJ McCarthy. So reaching out to him, keeping him in the back of their heads, or really should keep them in the front of their minds. Uh, he, he's yeah. an important piece of the class, but if I were not to go into the direction of reaching out to JJ, I think I would just, you know, you got to go big or go home. Got to reach out to Tommy Brockermeyer, the number three ranked player in the entire country in the 2021 class. He's from Fort Worth, Texas, big time offensive tackle talent. Ed Warner's going to have his hands full when he's recruiting this 2021 class. Mm-hmm. Like we said, this guy's a big time talent. He's got a brother, James, that I actually spoke with last week, and they, they both also tweeted out that same graphic that you were talking about with yeah. with the Michigan jersey. It, those guys are going to be interesting to monitor as the 2021 class unravels. Uh, they're you know from a from a place that Michigan doesn't really recruit a ton in Texas. You got Mustafa Muhammad, you've got the Green brothers, you've got a few others, but not really a pipeline, uh, so to speak, for the Michigan Wolverines. But if I weren't reaching out to McCarthy, I'd I would call Tommy Brockermeyer ASAP. Yeah, definitely. I think there's actually a few Texas guys that Michigan's going after in the 2021 class. So maybe they're making a little bit of a push there. But yeah, you can't pass up on a guy like uh, Brockermeyer, who's already visited, so he has definitely shown interest, and he has um, probably a package deal with the two Brockermeyers, which is fine to get two four-star offensive linemen um, on board. But yeah, uh, it'll definitely be a fight, like you said. But you got to take your your swing if you're Michigan here. Yeah, and I think another one of those Texas guys that you probably alluded to is a uh, Tunmaiz Adelaide, and I'm. Not sure yeah. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I haven't done a whole lot of research on this guy, but he's he's from Katy, Texas. Strong side defensive end. He's being recruited by pretty much everybody, uh, including Michigan. He's a big time talent on the defensive line. Already at six foot three, two hundred and sixty pounds. Being recruited by Bama, Auburn, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, pretty much every big time school that you would imagine. He's another Texas guy that Michigan may have a shot mm-hmm. with, but. It'll be interesting to see, you know, especially with some of the other defensive end talent that they're already going after or defensive tackle, defensive end, 
Tywon Malone at defensive tackle, uh, Damon Payne in your backyard in Belleville at defensive tackle, Quentin Somerville at, at the strong side defensive end, and J.C. Latham. These are all guys that are relatively within reach, I would say, of, of Michigan landing a, a commitment from it. But, but yeah, I mean, Adelaide, um, it'll be interesting to see how they recruit these guys from Texas. But who, who, who's another guy that you would reach out to? One, who would be another one of those guys that would be first on your list of, of players to call? Yeah, I'm going to cheat a bit and say two players, and those are the, the running backs that I think Michigan has the best shot with in uh, Donovan Edwards and Corey Kiner. Um, they kind of both stick in my mind together because Michigan is pretty far ahead, I think, for both right now. Um, Edwards is, what, like we talked about earlier, uh, West Bloomfield teammates with Cornell Wheeler and Makari Page. Um, I think on his first touch this season, he ripped off a 60-yard touchdown. Um, everyone in the country is going after him, but I think Michigan's put themselves in the driver's seat here. And then Kiner uh, visited a bunch of times in the spring, I believe, and over the summer for the barbecue. Um, and he, as soon as he visited Michigan, crystal balls rolled in for them. Um, since then, he has picked up that Ohio State offer, and he's an Ohio kid, so that'll be something to look out for. But he is from Cincinnati, which has historically been the one part of the state where you can pry kids away from the Buckeyes um, a little easier. So pairing those two um, in another cycle where running back will be important uh, would be a, a major haul for Yeah, Michigan. those are really the two guys at running back that you would expect Michigan to compete for the most when it comes to landing a commitment, like you said. Crystal ball prediction. There's three of them right now for Corey Kiner to go to Michigan. He's a top 200 kid on the composite, almost top 100 just from 24-7 sports alone. Uh, yeah, He did land the Ohio State offer, so it'll be interesting to see how they end up going to recruit him. I, I believe Al Washington is one of those main guys that is recruiting him right now. And, and like Michigan saw last year when he was on the staff, Al Washington's a, a hell of a recruiter. So being able to get him, Donovan Edwards, especially in a class where you're going to need a running back, now that Michigan only has one true running back, I would say, committed to the 2020 class, Blake Corum, you would think that they would get another, but that remains to be seen. And Donovan Edwards, like you said, that's 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 probably one of the bigger recruits that you're going to go after, especially being from West Bloomfield. You've got several guys from West Bloomfield committed to Michigan already. He's going to be one of those guys that they go full throttle after, especially with him being recruited by the likes of Ohio State and probably won't be a factor for Michigan State, but he's got an offer from there as well. He's got a ton of SEC offers, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and he's got some from Florida State and Miami, Notre Dame as well. So it'll be more than vital, more than important. It's 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 pretty much uh do or die, in my opinion, to to keep guys like him at Michigan. And they say that the best players in Michigan go to Michigan, so you would hope that they would think that Donovan Edwards is one of the best players in Michigan. Yeah, for sure. Um, it'll be, yeah, like you said, a battle with everyone in the country going after him. But I think the tide's kind of changing in Michigan where they've been – beating up on Michigan State a little bit, winning more often than not, um, kind of rebuilding their reputation after 
a tough decade there a little bit at the um, beginning of the century. So I think that more and more often you'll be able to see uh, in-state recruits, you know, having a more positive outlook towards Michigan, not uh, thinking of them as more of the Rich Rod, Brady Hoke era, but Mm -hmm. as the Jim Harbaugh 10 wins a season uh, program, which will definitely help a lot because these kids were probably in seventh, eighth, ninth grade when Harbaugh was hired. So this is the, the period when they were kind of probably following football the most and really getting involved. So it'll be good that Michigan has always been a premier program when they've been uh, yeah, going You bring up a pretty process. good point there in regards to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan with the recruiting. Now that they're recruiting these guys in 2021, you're right. I mean, these these kids were, were right around that age when Michigan was starting to get good again. Unlike the kids that they were recruiting in some of their past recruiting classes, and they still managed to do well in the 2016 and 2017 classes, especially with how Michigan had had been under Brady Hoke and Rich Rod when those kids were, were growing up and watching Michigan play. Now that they're able to say, you know, we win 10 wins pretty much every season. We make a high, high-end high bowl game every season. But you got to beat Ohio State. you got to get to the championship or the uh, college football playoff at least once. Um, to really compete for these five stars, like we had mentioned, Brocker Meyer and some of these other guys like Nolan Rucci and another big time offensive lineman from Pennsylvania. And even Tony Grimes, uh, right now the number one cornerback in the country, who I think that they have a pretty good shot at. And that's another guy that I would give a call pretty much right at midnight as well. But you, yeah, you bring up a really good point, John, that these kids are, are seeing Michigan get back to where they once were and get back to recruiting at a high level, get back to winning. Hopefully you would, you would hope for Michigan's sake at a high level where they can beat their rivals on a consistent basis and compete for the big 10 on a consistent basis. So I, I I think this 2021 class has a chance to, to be pretty special for Michigan. They've already got two guys committed. We had already mentioned McCarthy being the, the jewel of the class up to this point, but Giovanni Alhadi, also being committed, he's he's a top 100 guy. It, it's a good start for the 2021 class for sure uh, for Michigan. So it, it'll certainly be one to monitor, and in my opinion, one that I think could could be one of their best under Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and it's just really about how Michigan finishes at the end of the year, I think. Um, if they can beat Ohio State, get that monkey off their back, make it to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game, I think it'll truly skyrocket here, Michigan's recruiting. Um, They could probably pick up some guys at the end of 2020 um, near the signing day, but I think the the dividends will really pay off for 2021 um, heading into that cycle. Yeah, I completely agree, John. I I couldn't agree anymore with you, honestly. Yeah, like you said, they they could get a guy or two at the end of the 2020 cycle, but it's really going to start – uh, kicking off with the the big time guys in 2021 so it, we will see how it all plays out but john i appreciate you coming back on the pod today my friend it's always a good time to talk recruiting with you and we will be back next week with another edition of future brew but tomorrow out of the blue is going to be coming your way a brand new podcast for you from those guys uh, be sure to give us a like like our podcast, follow our podcast, go subscribe to our podcast, Maze and Brew Podcast on Apple, 
Google, Spotify, wherever you end up getting your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where can they follow you guys? And at you can Simmons give Mason Brew a follow John. on Twitter at Mason Brew and be sure to like us on Facebook and on Instagram. Like I said, out of the blue coming at you tomorrow. Jared and Andrew will look ahead to the Army game, and we will be back with another episode of Future Brew next week. But for John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we will be back next week. Go Blue!